Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Food for Thought with Billy and Jenny. Brought to you by The Box Center. For more than 15 years, this dining duo has been eating their way through New England. Mixing it up with top chefs, jumping behind the line of the hottest restaurants, and giving you the inside scoop on where to wine, dine, and spend your time. So get ready. It's Food for Thought, giving you something to chew on. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome into uh, Food for Thought. Billy Costa here on a uh, Sunday night. Uh, big story is uh, the coronavirus. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Concern is all over the world. Uh, I was reading a, a really nice piece in the Boston Globe this past week from my friend uh, Deborah First, and uh, she was talking about how much uh, restaurants and business in Chinatown has been impacted by, well, the ongoing concerns uh, for the coronavirus. So we're definitely going to address that at the top of the show this week. want to welcome you in, and thanks for listening on WBZ uh, Radio 1030. And uh, Bob Laws is the uh, president of the Massachusetts Restaurant Association. He was featured in Deborah's uh, article in The Globe, and uh, there has been a report that it has impacted restaurants specifically in Chinatown in Boston by as much as 50 and or 55 percent. And that number to me seemed staggering. And I say that uh, because when the fears of the coronavirus first started out, uh, I was wondering to myself, oh, my goodness, I hope this doesn't affect business at Asian and or or Chinese restaurants. And then when I saw this report, I'm like, wow, this is more than I even imagined. So Bob Laws is featured in the article. He is at a meeting in Western Massachusetts right now, but he will be calling in uh, or we will keep reaching out to him. He could very well be speaking at a podium right now. I mean, he is the president of the Massachusetts Restaurant Association. But in the studio uh, right now, I have uh, Brian May and uh, Mike Stark. First of all, guys, thanks for coming in to uh, Food for Thought. Thanks for having us. And uh, you guys are partnered up. You've got two really, really uh, popular places in Chinatown in Boston. Uh, You have Shoujo and you also have ruckus now before we get to that let's start from the beginning uh i know mike you did some uh work with several top highly respected chefs over the years and you both have incredible well track records so to speak in the new england area but how did the two of you uh come together which one of you wants to tackle that um we have known each other for years just through friends of the industry um I went to our staff party at Shoujo 2013, I believe, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013. Um, and that's when we really became more friends than just acquaintances and just kind of kept in touch over the years. And when the timing came right, we just kind of joined forces. And uh, I've got to ask, the report said 50 to 55%. Have you noticed uh, an impact to your business, uh, Brian, at either Shoujo or Ruckus in Chinatown, or both? 
Um, you know, surprisingly, week to week, when we check our numbers, um, Shoujo and Ruckus has not fallen off that much. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been sort of maintaining our regular business. Um, what has been affected is the more traditional restaurants in Chinatown. Ah. Um, we have China Pearl, which is directly upstairs from us. Which and, is part of your history, China Pearl. Correct, correct. Yeah. So my father was involved and his partners, and then I was operating it for many years. As a, as a very young child, right? You were working there? Um, technically, legally, I started working at 14. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, For the record. I was playing and helping out a lot in the restaurant before yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you've had a long-standing history in uh, uh, Chinatown. Uh, there's... Uh, <laughs> There's a Bob Luz calling right now from Western Massachusetts to my phone. So Ashley is the producer. So Ashley, if you could take the call and have him call the studio line. Uh, so okay. So what all started at China Pearl for you at a young age? Um, is there like a big buzz throughout Chinatown? Is it a major concern, so to speak? Do you hear things? What? Uh, you know, overall, what we see is definitely. You know, less traffic in terms of people, in terms of cars, in terms of business, unfortunately. Um, you know, so China Pearl, other traditional restaurants, Jade Garden, Jumbo, Golden Gate, Shabuzen, those are the restaurants where, you know, the more traditional restaurants in Chinatown have been really affected. Mm-hmm. Um, it does go outside of Chinatown as well. Um, more heavily Asian populations like Quincy, oh. um, like Malden. Um, those, two, those two cities have also dropped in business significantly. Yeah. Uh, so we have a China Pearl in Quincy as well. Uh, we've been there for 14 years now. and um, have it, Has it been affected in a larger scale, on a larger has. scale there? It has been affected not as large as our China Pearl in Boston. So China Pearl in Boston has dropped more significantly in business. Close to the number they said in the, uh, the Globe um, article? Exceeding. 50, 55%? Exceeding. Exceeding it. that number. Correct, correct. Um, so I think we're at like something like 75, 80% down in terms of uh, monthly- At China Pearl. In Boston. And that's Boston, mm-hmm. not so much in Quincy? Uh, Quincy is about one-sixth of our normal revenue yeah. right now. So, um, you know, it, it's, it hurts. It's not fun. Well, let me ask <laughs> um, you this. Um, do you think their fears are justified, A? And if not, what would you say to people who find themselves kind of avoiding it out of concerns for the virus, I think there's an um, an over excitement, so to say. Yeah. Um, South Station is two blocks away from Chinatown. They have so many thousands of commuters that go through there. Um, you know, downtown crossing is right there. So I, I sort of feel like you know, in terms of the Chinatown community, the Chinese has really been looking at it in terms of you know, better safe than sorry. I think that's the general consensus. Um, you know, we, my chef, Mike, everybody, we all have families, you know, young, sure. we have young yeah. children, we yeah, have our yeah. parents. Um, so we come to work every day, you know, so we're safe. We take all the proper precautions. I think what the CDC is really going at and what the news are really focusing on is how do you properly protect yourself? Okay. You know, hold that thought. How do you protect yourself? And I also want to know what you guys are doing collectively to kind of offset some of the fears, some of it warranted, some of it not. Uh, and what do you know? Bob Luz, the president of the uh, Massachusetts Restaurant Association, is on the line. So we're going to take the first break of the show. And on the other side, we'll address this a little more. But it's not the main reason I brought you guys in. Uh, we want to talk about Shoujo and about Ruckus and about Hush. 
uh, your new place. So we'll take a break. Uh, it's a Food for Thought brought to you by the Box Center, and uh, we will be right back. You're listening to Food for Thought brought to you by the Box Center, Piantadosi Baking Company, Ghibli's Menswear, Salem Waterfront Hotel and Suites, Breakaway, and Rosaria Restaurant. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome back to uh, Food for Thought. Billy Costa here, and I've got Brian Moy in, in studio with me, as well as Mike Stark from uh, uh, Shoujo and Ruckus uh, in Chinatown. And Hush, is it open yet or on the way? It's on the way. Okay. Also Correct. in Chinatown. In Chinatown. Do we have an ETA? Not yet. We're saying it's going to be spring, summer, early okay. summer right now. All right. So we'll get more into that in a second. But we finally do have Bob Luz, the president of the Massachusetts Restaurant Association, on the line. Bob, you there? Can you hear me? I can. Sorry about that, Billy. Not a problem. You're at a big meeting, right? What's going on down there? Uh, we're, we're, we're just trying to make sure that we can help people get back to Chinatown and eating real quick. That's for sure. Well said. Thanks, Bob. Bob <laughs> Luz. So, Bob, I have uh, Brian Moy and Mike Stark in here from Shoujo and Ruckus in Chinatown in Boston. And uh, I saw the article, Deborah First's article in the Globe this past week, and I was kind of stunned by a number that was thrown out in that article saying business in Chinatown, because of fears for the coronavirus, is down 50 to as much as 55%. Yeah, I mean, in a broader range in talking with people, and and again, this is just an estimate, uh, people have been off 30% up to 80%, but Mm -hmm. the the 50% number is, is I think, pretty solid, and certainly these gentlemen on the phone uh, are are, are on the studio there with you would know better than me, but um, it's it's just terrible, Uh, and uh, I first heard about it February 7th. Uh, we worked together to try and get a press release out that night um, to, you know, urge people to to uh, visit uh, Chinatown. These are great, hardworking people. Chinatown is a vibrant culinary neighborhood in, in our dining scene, mm-hmm. um, and there is absolutely no reason not to go in and dine there. Uh, it's interesting because uh, Brian and Mike are here in studio, and when I mentioned that number in the Globe article, uh, interestingly, for Shoujo and Ruckus, the numbers aren't down even close to that. However, Brian, you were saying at uh, China Pearl, they're down much more than that. Yes, unfortunately, it has uh, taken a big turn for the slowness. Um, and then, you know, what this has really caused us to do is really have some camaraderie. So a lot of the business owners, uh, we were slow, so we're on the street and yeah. we talk to each other and we, you know, sort of compare our notes and comparisons and Boy, isn't that unique, having a little downtime in your business. (laughs) (laughs) It is. So it's, um, you know, it's it's disheartening to hear some of the stories I hear in terms of business. As business owners, we've been established for years. So part of the planning process is to have some reserves and for unfortunate situations like this. But... Uh, but you know what? What I really feel bad for is like I talked to one of um, my waitstaff friends that works mm-hmm. at a restaurant across the street. He parks at the lot for thirty dollars a day, oh. and he can't make his thirty dollars to pay for yeah. parking. So yeah. he's like, Brian, I come to work and I lose money. He's like, How am I going to yeah. pay my rent? See, you and know, I'm, I just got chills. So these are these are some of the rippling effects that we don't even think about. Yeah, so the trickle-down effect is, um, you know, now him and his family on his day off is probably not going to come out and eat at a restaurant, you know. So slowly but surely, you know, you start to see the business owners take the hit, and Mm -hmm. then the staff takes a hit, and then sort of 
the trickle down. Now, so. Mike, you're the executive chef at the show, Joe, and I think Ruckus both, right? You Correct. oversee the menus. So how do you adjust to that, seeing uh, the numbers drop off? Like, you must have to wake up in the morning and say, okay, so what do I order? How much do I order? How, how do I deal with this? Staffing, everything. Um, well, like Brian said, it's not as detrimental to us at Shoujo and Ruckus, yeah. but the thought is always there that it's it's going to come. You know, Bob, a couple of minutes ago, you said you're working hard to get people to go back to Chinatown restaurants. In fact, the whole gist of this article in The Globe that I'm referring to, and by the way, shout outs to Deborah Fur. She does such an amazing job, and she's done she really so much uh, for the culinary scene in the Boston as well as uh, the New England area. But you said you want to get people. The gist of the article was like, support Chinatown. It's okay to go to Chinatown. So how do you go about getting that message out, Bob? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, first of all, first and foremost, a couple things. One, it can't be overstated enough that every restaurant across Massachusetts, regardless of the ethnic origin of its owners, um, have to operate at the same high health standards at each location. And, and Brian and Mike know that better than anybody else. Um, that's thing number one. Thing number two is um, we're trying to get the word out. And I think, and I believe, and I guess I want to believe, that it's not a conscious discriminatory practice um, by the dining public um, that's, that's driving these decisions. I think it's more a subliminal decision. Mm-hmm. When you watch the news or you walk past the television set on CNN or, or whatever channel it's on, and you see you know, all the talk about it, um, I think it's driving sub, uh, a subconscious decision. Um, and we're just trying to promote uh, with, A, our restaurant community, because you know, Chinatown specifically uh, serves uh, multi-purposes. And one is a lot of the folks across the industry in greater Boston, Cambridge, you know, na- neighborhoods actually go to Chinatown after the shift because that's where they can get a great meal. That's where they sit back and relax. Yeah, and so yeah. uh, it's important that these places stay vibrant. And so um, we're, we're getting the word out to the, to the restaurant community in general. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think a lot of them have been very supportive, as Brian said, together we win. We talk about that all the time. They've been coming in and bringing their teams in to try and support it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also tried to have all of our members promote it to their guests um, uh, to make sure that you know, we try and break through um, the noise around this and the fear that's there. But but by telling people that it's it is safe, these these restaurants operate on the same standard, the same high standard, whether it's a restaurant in Chinatown or Bob's Grill in Framingham. And uh, there should be no fear other than that. Well, having said that, uh, uh, Mike or or Brian, what have your conversations been like with, say, your suppliers, your distributors? I'm sure it must come up with them as well, right? We haven't had too much discussion with our distributors. Um, 
the only thing that I've been aware of with one of the one of one of our purveyors is that people, uh, specifically their employees, their delivery drivers, are hesitant to go to work. Yeah, um, which obviously isn't a good thing. Um, but more specifically, they don't want routes that will travel them through Chinatown. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which and Billy, we, we've seen this, and it's and again, it's Chinatown's sort of the epicenter because it is such a large community. But we've seen this over in Quincy, which has a Brian mentioned uh, this a, earlier, a large Asian community. Yeah, out in East Hampton, Massachusetts, that has a large Asian community. Um, and again, um, you know, it, you know, rather than you know the restaurant guy, the, the person that represents restaurants, meaning myself or. You know, the owner of a, of a restaurant, you know, to me, it's more important that the public listen to a woman like Dr. Catherine Brown, who's the state epidemiologist mm-hmm. uh, at mm-hmm. the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. And she's been on the record as saying, look, there's no community level circulation um, of the coronavirus in Massachusetts or anywhere in the United States. And therefore, there's no reason to avoid any public activities at this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's important. And I think that's what we need uh, the dining public uh, to understand and, and wrap their hands around. Because these are real, the small business owners in Chinatown and elsewhere across the state, they are the hardest working yeah. uh, people in the industry. And, you know, as Brian said, you know, you can't, you plan for snow, but you can't plan for something like this, especially if it's sustained. And, and again, we put our press release out on February 7th, and here we are ready to turn turn the calendar into March. Hey, so, have you heard from um, our buddy Bobby Wong and the Wong family out at uh, the Kowloon? How are they doing? Yeah. I think you know. I, again, Barbie's you know Barbie's doing fine, um, and and you know, again, out, independent single restaurants. I think out in, in the suburbs, outside the city, uh, seem to be doing fine. It's where there's a uh, a highly congested area in yeah. terms of a large Asian population that we're seeing the most dramatic effects. And again, I think it's. It's not rational thinking because um, it, it, it's really a subconscious sort of thought process. At least I want to hope it is. Well, well said, Bob. Um, Listen, uh, we've got to go to break, but uh, I'll let you go back to your meeting. Uh, but thank you so much for taking the time out. Thank you, guys. And Everybody Brian go to Chinatown. Mike, thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah thank and you. Uh, Brian and Mike are going to keep on doing what they're doing. And now, after the break, we're actually going to talk about a shoujo and ruckus and Hush, uh, three places in Chinatown that are very cool places. We'll talk about their individual menus and everything else. So we'll take a break. We're brought to you by the Box Center. It's Food for Thought. We'll be right back. You're listening to Food for Thought, brought to you by the Box Center. Piantadosi Baking Company, Ghibli's Menswear, Salem Waterfront Hotel and Suites, Breakaway, and Rosario Restaurant. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Food for Thought on a Sunday night. Billy Costa here. I'm with Brian Moy and Mike Stark. Uh, they've got Shoujo in Chinatown. They have Ruckus in Chinatown. We're going to talk about those two. But, uh, Brian, you've got a third one on the way, and it's called Hush. How's that going to differ from the other two? This one is sandwiched right between Shoujo and Ruckus. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, directly below Ruckus. Um Historically, it was a, a hair salon for about three decades. And, wow. Uh, so we referred to it as a 
hair salon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's demoed out right now. We're waiting for the building permits. So uh, City of Boston, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Get on it, okay? We've got business to conduct. Mike, what's the menu going to be like at Hosh? We are still conceptualizing that uh, as we speak, but we're leaning towards um, higher-end um, finger foods, more or less. Give me an example. Give me some examples. Um, unfortunately, we haven't gotten that far yet. You know what? It's hush right now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough with the hush jokes, okay? Enough. Uh, how will the menus between the three places, Ruckus and Shoujo, and uh, soon to come hush, will the menus overlap at all? Um, with particular dishes, most likely not, but with particular ingredients, yes. So if we use um, you know, kefir lime leaves over at Shoujo, we might have a kefir salt at Hush, mm-hmm. something like that. But um, you're not going to go to Shoujo and get the Shojinator and then go downstairs to Hush and get the Shojinator. Everybody talks about uh, staffing and how difficult it is not only to find the people to work, but to keep the people working. Um, you don't seem to be having that problem, Brian. Um, I think I, I show that I don't, but <laughs> it's it's a big concern. Honestly, it's, um, you know, I think the city of Boston and outskirts of it, it's, we're in like this huge redevelopment phase. Uh, and every new skyscraper that goes up is a mixed use first floor retail. Mm-hmm. So one restaurant closes and five open. And um, so it's harder and harder to get staffing. Um, it's particularly good, talented staffing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I feel honestly really blessed that um, you know I came across and talked to Mike when I did because otherwise he'd be gone. Well, so. you know, Jenny Johnson and I have been doing, doing food TV for a long time, and whenever somebody says they're opening a second restaurant, we say, why would you open a second one? And then when you open a third, it's like, how are you going to open a third? Well, we're going to ask you those questions right after the break, and we'll get to know uh, Shoujo and Ruckus and Hush a little bit more. We'll take a break. It's Food for Thought, and we are, as always, brought to you by... The Box Center. We'll be right back. You're listening to Food for Thought, brought to you by The Box Center, Pianta Dosi Baking Company, Ghibli's Menswear, Salem Waterfront Hotel and Suites, Breakaway, and Rosaria Restaurant. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome back to Food for Thought. Billy Costa here on a uh, Sunday night. And by the way, I love saying this right after Food for Thought, 60 Minutes. Uh, listen, right as soon as we went to break, uh, Brian Moy turned to me and said, oh, The Box Center, huh? And I said, yeah. And I thought, well, let me give the people an idea as to who's coming into The Box Center. For instance, Dane Cook, one of the funniest guys on the planet, is going to be at the Wang Theater Box Center March 20th and 21st. That's two nights. Uh, The Bachelor Show on ABC, they now have a Bachelor Tour, and that'll be on stage at the Wang Theater March 27th. All right. You watch The Bachelor, Brian? Um, I've seen commercials for it. I just started watching it. No, it's it's embarrassing to watch. But it gets you. It, 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 pulls, it pulls you, you in. in. Yep. And also The Masked Singer, one of the hottest shows on TV right now, going to be live on the stage at the Wang Theater June uh, 13th. So Brian Moy and Mike Stark are here, and I want to thank you guys for coming in. And uh, we did address the coronavirus, but I'm more focused now on your restaurants. You've got two. You're opening a third. All of them are in Chinatown. Uh, so you've got Shoujo and Ruckus and Hush on the way. Let's start with uh, Shoujo. Walk me into the space. Describe it and what's on the menu there. Uh, Shoujo was a almost a lifetime dream of mine to sort of create a restaurant that the Boston scene was not um, didn't have at that time. Yeah, um, and I always sort of joke about it, where uh, you know if you entered my mind, you would essentially see Shoujo. So the tough part was really getting that onto paper. 
Um, and it was something that I wanted to do inside Chinatown. Uh, it was my first independent restaurant. Um, I had options to go to different neighborhoods, but you know, my background, I really wanted to keep that initial concept for Chinatown. With, by the way, an incredible experience in Chinatown. I mean, China Pearl, your family restaurant for years and years. So you know your way around Chinatown. Yeah, you know, and it was something that, you know, there's liquor licenses in Chinatown, but there's no bars. There's no place to really grab a drink. Or grab good point. A good quality drink. Is that um, green tea thing still happen? In China? No, never mind. That's just stupid. <laughs> the, the cold tea. Cold, <laughs> cold tea. tea, yeah. Um, how City big of Boston, space? no, no more. There's no more cold tea. <laughs> how big a space is it, Shoujo? Uh, Shoujo's uh, 50 seats, 50, 60 seats, uh, roughly 1,500 square feet, I would say. Um, it's pretty big. Um, you know, for Chinatown, yes. footprint, it's, uh, it's a decent footprint. We're right on Tyler Street, so it has good visibility. Uh, you know, but we did a lot of things different for Chinatown at then. Um, you know, we wanted to change the stigma that the negatives of Chinatown. Um, everybody said, you know, Chinatown restaurants have bad bathrooms. They're dirty. So I wanted to have the oh. cleanest, best bathroom in Chinatown. I it was, love It was a weird pet bathrooms. peeve of mine. Yes. I know that sounds weird, Brian. I'm not being creepy. I'm just saying, good for you. I, I enjoy a good bathroom <laughs> as well, yes. <laughs> Mike, walk us through the menu. Just give me three or four of the must-haves at Shoujo, and then we'll move on to your menu at Ruckus. Sure. So we've got um, about 24, 25 items on the menu that rotate. Um, we have probably six staples that have been there since almost day one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go in, what I always tell people to do is you have to get a, an order of the shadowless fries, which is essentially our version of chili cheese fries, but with mapo tofu. Um, oh. And then that's always a great place to start to share with a few friends. Um, the shojinator is oh. a quarter pound beef patty with smoked bacon, kimchi sauce now we're talking. on a house made steam bun, yep. which is just incredibly mm. delicious. Mm. Um, and then the Wu-Tang ribs, which are St. Louis-style pork ribs that we um, braise and then we fry and toss in our Huizen barbecue. Actually which... inspired by the Wu-Tang Clan? That's or... right. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, give me one more, and then we'll move on to ruckus. Uh, the kimchi fried rice goes on every single table that comes into shoujo. Oh, it's easily our most popular item. Um, it's never going to go anywhere. It's delicious. It's got house-made kimchi, a uh, sunny-side egg on top, and it's just a bowl of comfort. Okay, uh, now to Ruckus. Uh, Brian, described the space. Uh, it's one of your babies, so go ahead. Yeah, Ruckus was a different spinoff from Shoujo. Um, you know, I, I allude to Stanley Kubrick's Space Odyssey 2001. That was oh. sort of the inspiration for the feel of the inside. I thought you were going to say Clockwork Orange, and that would be a little odd. Oh, bright pots of color. You know, yeah. that, that was, uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was one night, you know, we just popped into my head and was yeah. like, well, you know, it has to be different than Shoujo. Uh, Shoujo is throwback, you know, music, hip hop, um, you know, the ruckus is going to be today's hip hop. Uh, so, you know, music is very important to us, as you know, for, from the Wu-Tang ribs. Exactly. Um, and by the way, I don't want to interrupt, uh, Brian, but I'm told you, you are the official restaurant of Jammin, uh, 94.5. You hear that, Ashley? <laughs> You know, number one in hip hop and one in uh, number yes. one hip hop inspired hip-hop restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, we we like to evoke full feelings when you come in, so we get a kick out of it when uh, we see customers at Shoujo. They start vibing, singing to the songs. Sure, that's it, awesome. It's, it, so it gets interactive almost. Yeah, we hear a lot of. Uh, remember back in the high school dance, you know, this happened or this happened. Yeah, and uh, so so that that's what we're really proud about Shoujo is that people really get our concept. Uh, Ruckus is 
really bright, really pops of color. The food is really going to dictate that as well, and the drinks as well. It's um, it, it's really supposed to be meant for. It's very loud. It's very in your face. Sure, causing a lot of ruckus. Very quickly, Mike, uh, the superstar in the menu that we all have to get when we walk in for the first time. Uh, the miso lit ramen has been on since day one. There you go. Uh, right. And is it a heavy focus on noodles? It's a it's an artisan noodle bar. There you go. We make all our noodles in house fresh. I um, do my so. homework, okay, Brian. I'm just telling you. Check it out. They've got shoujo ruckus. What's the ETA on hush? Uh, early summer. Early summer. Okay. Expect some good cocktails out of that. And space. by the way, everybody, go to Chinatown, okay? Yes, it's the best time to come and eat. Uh, we're Easy gonna, parking, no lines. There you go. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, Food for Thought will be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.